Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. It's episode two here. It was a bit of an entertaining and triggering week. But before we get started with all of that, here's Johnny. All right. Thank you. I have some breaking news to start off. And this involves what a lot of people are, are fearing right now is the coronavirus. And yeah, this does have something to do with wrestling. And and uh, to start off the last few weeks, there have been several promotions in Japan and China that have taken measures to to uh, keep their fans and their wrestlers safe, uh, such as New Japan Pro Wrestling and All Japan Pro Wrestling Stardom and Pro Wrestling Noah. They've uh, NJPW has canceled all their shows from the 1st through 15th of March. They canceled all their meet and greets. Some other promotions are having events in empty arenas. And then some are asking their fans to bring masks to their events. Well, now it may affect wrestling here in the United States. There's news coming out that WrestleMania may be canceled because of the coronavirus. WrestleMania is set to take place in 36 days on April 5th at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Uh, Stephanie McMahon spoke to a local paper there, and they asked her about it. She said that uh, the safety of their fans and their performers is number one. So they're constantly getting updates from from the CDC and other, other health professionals. And she said if they have to, they will postpone it to a later date or even cancel it altogether. So stay tuned to this podcast. We'll keep you up to date. Hopefully it goes on without a hitch. And so that's the story on that. So uh, take that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Stephanie McMahon interview because that's what I had heard about during the week. And I was kind of holding off on commenting anything about it because obviously I wanted to save it for here, but I don't know. I I think canceling it is a bad idea. It's extreme. Yeah. One of the other things I heard she said on it on the same interview, I believe, is that she was wanting to get it postponed. Yeah. So not necessarily cancel it, just move it back. I don't know what the timeline would be, but I would think at least a month right. for people to adjust their travel plans and get their hotel situations in order. But I don't think they would postpone it that much and they definitely wouldn't cancel it because too much there's money. a lot of people. <laughs> yes. Too much money involved. Yes. And yes, it is. And- it is WWE, so Vince. Yeah. And it is WWE, <laughs> so it's possible they could postpone it and hold it in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh, God, no. Did you, did you see the last Saudi Arabia show? Yes. Okay, let's not even go there yet because... No, we'll get okay, there. You, you know, all right, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yes. This, it, it's, we've had Raw. Yeah. We've had NXT, we've had AEW, and the Saudi show. So there's not really a format here. Last week, we kind of stuck to a SmackDown review, but 
this time we're kind of going to be all over the place because we don't have that much time here. We want to stick around that same time frame as last week. So, yeah, I I don't think we're going to stick to a particular show or anything. We're just going to talk about what we liked and what we disliked the most. So to not end the show on a sour note, I'm just (laughs) going to... Y'all know where I'm going. I'm going to start it off by saying, what kind of a match was that? That it didn't even go four minutes, and the jackhammer was more like a suplex. He didn't even hold them in the air for one second. Didn't even get that much altitude. And that led into, obviously... Goldberg winning the title, but Oldberg, as a lot of people are are calling him, Oldberg. He is 53. Yeah. And and that's that's the reason why his matches aren't that long, because he can't, it's the same with the Undertaker, they they can't do it anymore. Their bodies physically can't take it. You know, they're there mostly for the money now. And Bray's a big boy. Yeah. Bray definitely is a big boy, so he's all I'm going to say to start off, because I know this is probably going to go on for a good little while, is if we're going to get a positive out of what they did in Saudi Arabia, when Goldberg came out on SmackDown, to call out Roman Reigns, he came out to a lot of boos. They were, and it was legit natural boos. People hate him because of what happened. So Mm -hmm. what I would do is capitalize that and just make him a heel for the match against Roman. Because we know Roman's winning anyway. Yeah, I would think nine people out of ten would say that Roman is going to win at WrestleMania. So take those 36 days or whatever many days are left till WrestleMania, if it even happens this coming month, and just build on Goldberg being a, being a, being a heel. And I almost said being there because obviously Bray's on the mind. But, yeah, I would just make him a heel. So this will at least look somewhat good and gain interest in the match because I think a lot of people aren't too happy about Goldberg and Roman definitely going to win the title again. He had to lose sometime. Yes. And and I'm going to make the the point that – if you keep him winning, eventually he's going to turn into 2016 Roman Reigns. Yeah, they don't want to go backwards. So what were your thoughts on it, Andrew? He had to lose sometime. And they didn't make the Fiend look weak because, like, at the four count, he set up. So it was just a quick three that got him. And he still looked strong because he took four spears. And a jackhammer. <laughs> so he didn't yeah. look weak at all. He, he didn't still look got up weak. really quick. He didn't yeah, later. He didn't, 
or roll out of the ring or whatever. Yeah. He got up and he stood didn't, up, looked at him. Lights went down and disappeared. Yeah. He didn't look weak. The spears, for the most part, they still look pretty good. It's not that hard for Goldberg to make a spear look good. Yeah. But I think if he was having issues with hitting the jackhammer, I would have just left it at devastating spears, not even try and hit the jackhammer. Because it didn't look like a Goldberg jackhammer. No, it didn't look anything like a jackhammer at all. No. So There was that delay there between the time he picked them up and the time he slammed them. Yeah, I think he got overwhelmed by... The weight. <laughs> by the weight of, of Bray. Yeah. I just think he felt that he wasn't going to hit it right, so he kind of gave up on it. But it was a little too late to give up on it. You already had him in the air. So, I don't know. I just think it should, if it wasn't going to look right, they shouldn't have tried it at all. But I don't know. That's just me being a Fiend fan and – I know there's been a lot of outrage ever since the ever since the match ended. It's just been nonstop on Twitter, people directly messaging Goldberg and the Fiend, hating on Goldberg and apologizing to the Fiend. <laughs> <laughs> Which Yeah. I I can personally say I went on there and I apologized to the Fiend, so he put out a tweet about how life is a circle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something about how lightness becomes dark and dark becomes lightness, all this other stuff. But you know he didn't want to lose, especially to Goldberg. No, but yeah. you know, the, the thing I've said before, everything that goes on in WWE is just happens to just uh, entertain one person. Vince. Vince. But yeah. they did it in Saudi Arabia. When they're in Saudi Arabia, that's to impress two people, Vince and the and Prince. MBS. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They definitely wanted to stay on stay on the Saudis good side since they still have a long contract with them. So I, I have a feeling I, I have that a, had something to do with it as well. I have <sighs> a feeling that whatever the Prince wants to happen, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. So like that first match? <laughs> yes. The gauntlet yeah. match? Yeah, because he likes – he grew up watching U.S. wrestling in the 90s, so he loves those nostalgic uh, wrestlers. I mean, this is a guy who, when this first started two years ago, he wanted the ultimate warrior in Yokozuna there, but I'm, I'm sorry, but they're both dead, so they can't be there. <laughs> yeah. That gauntlet match was pretty good, but still. I was rooting for our truth. <laughs> yes. I was. When, Especially after I, he beat Lashley. Yeah, definitely when he beat Lashley, I was like, okay, I could see him losing to Andrade, who came out next. That headbutt. Mm-hmm. And he I just happened know. to fall on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. When it first hit, I didn't think it was planned. I just think it kind of happened by accident. But then he fell in for the pins, so I'm like, okay, they meant for that to happen. 
and we all knew he wasn't going to beat Rowan. So the disqualification worked there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If he was to beat Rowan, I would have been kind of happy because I yeah. really do like our truth And I think he does have some really good moves yeah. that they don't let him use anymore because they don't let him get to the actual time in a match. Right. Yeah, and instead they got him copying moves off of Cena. <laughs> yeah. So greatness. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> oh. Already throwing my head back. Well, are 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 we just gonna lead from bad segment to bad segment? I know we just no, talked about the losing. But... Okay, okay, I'll change the subject. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about my favorite segment of the week, and uh, and that's. When on Wednesday's AEW, it was the go home show for Revolution, which we're taping on a Saturday and it's later tonight. Um, uh, quick brain definition here when you hear the term go home, it show it's the show before the pay per view. So, in the go home show, they always should, anyway, WWE doesn't always do it, have a big angle to finish off the show to lead into the pay-per-view and I think this was this was a, a great lead into tonight's pay-per-view where you had the multiple feuds brawling at the same time in different parts of the arena you had the inner circle that they uh, ganged up on John Moxley in the center of the ring and then Dustin came out and he started fighting Jake Hager who's he's wrestling tonight they fought all the way out into the concourse they had the hill the dipping dipping dot spot. Uh, Jerry's yelling, "Don't hit the dipping dots." Yes. <laughs> what did the dipping dots do to you? Yes, Edgar? that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and then you you had oh Darby Allen came out and and on, on the skateboard and and attacked Sammy Guevara with the skateboard. Yeah, I know WWE doesn't try and do it that many times where they try and give us a good go-home show. But when they have tried, it's like they almost try and do too much at the same time. Yeah. Too many people out at the same time, and it gets confusing to where you can't keep up with what's going on. But but I I think this one was just was perfect. We're in, we're in you had yeah. a lot of people, but not too many people. Yeah, it was like enough WWE people. The, uh, like WWE the night before Survivor Series where pretty much all three brands, every guy came out and was just sprawling around the ring. That was way too yeah. many people to keep up with. Yeah. yeah, I did not know what was going on at that moment in time. But like Johnny said, this was perfect. Darby came out. Sammy was out there. Like it was the perfect mix. They were all out there. They all had their little bit of time, and it worked perfectly. And not the dipping dots. Don't mess with the dipping dots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, Jr. The, those, really, he, those that don't know who what we're talking about, go and look up this week's AEW Dynamite in that segment. Yeah, don't want to hurt the dipping dots. Everybody loves that. So, yeah, they're good. They are good. Yeah, 
And since we're talking about AEW, one of the newest matches they signed for tonight is Pack (laughs) versus Orange Cassidy. Yes, I I did not know. I wanted this match until I saw Orange Cassidy come out on the stage and confront Pack. Yeah, I've always said I want Orange Cassidy to come out and have a really good match to truly show what he can really do. I know he can actually wrestle. I've seen some of his older videos from his indie days. And even when we saw him in the dark match, he can put together a lot of really good moves. And he has to to be on AEW's radar. So, And most of those moves he does with his hands in his pocket. Yeah, most of them, 90% of those are with this hands in this Who pocket. else can do that? <laughs> no can, one. I can no barely, one. I can barely walk with maybe my hands Darby. I think maybe Darby, because he did a lot of moves handcuffed. Yeah, I could see them eventually doing like a no hands match. match. <laughs> and then and Darby, Darby did used to be a professional skateboarder, so, you know, he, he, he knows he had, you know, his feet on the uh, on the board going over ramps and you know that stuff yeah all of that is no handed for the most part so yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i think that's going to be a really good match tonight i a lot of people from what i've been reading think that's going to be match of the night a lot of people aren't expected or they're not ready for what's about to happen right during that match and i really hope that's true because I think I think he could get the win over Pac and people it's, party. it's going to explode in Chicago that night tonight if that's what actually happens. Yeah. It'll be like and, his coming you know, out party. Yeah, it'll be his coming out party. And you know, it is Chicago and downtown Chicago, so They've always been known to react well to really good wrestling shows, and it's going to be a really good show tonight. So, yeah, I think they're going to get their money's worth out of that match. And then there's all. McKinney, the first match of the night, McKinney, Pack, Iron Man match. Yeah. When did Iron Man match become 30 minutes? Wasn't it always an hour? Well, I mean, uh, it, it, not all the time. <laughs> I mean, most of them are an hour, but seeing as they're live and they only have two hours and it was the go-home show, I could understand why they made it 30 minutes because... That, that match that Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart had at WrestleMania, uh, that was one hour, but, you know, they also had, like, almost four hours to play with there, so... They had time. Yeah. They didn't have enough time. I think maybe they could just set that up as a teaser for later on to actually put on a New Japan style hour long match between oh, the two. Yeah. 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 Because we know there's that AEW New Japan connection. So yes. may maybe eventually again a lot of five or six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, by the way, they have signed Lance, Lance Archer. 
Yeah, they have. So there's a lot of possibility for tonight for us to see some things that we haven't seen from AEW. Some debuts, probably the exalted one coming out. Yeah, that's another thing I wanted to talk about uh, from Wednesday. Uh, Evil Uno, uh, the leader of the, well, I guess the second in command in Dark Order. He may have, uh, I guess, teased who the Dolphin one's going to be because at the end of his little promo, he told Christopher, Christopher Daniels that he's going to be obsolete. And yeah. that is the line from Matt Hardy's broken character. And Matt, what- Matt Hardy's contract ends at midnight tonight with WWE, and there's rumors he might be at the show tonight. I just looked at my guide whenever I ordered uh, AEW, the pay-per-view, and yeah. it's showing that it's going until 11. So And they're on the East Coast. That's yeah. No, wait, no, wait, it's Central. Never mind, I'm sorry. It's Central. It's still Central. What could actually happen if he were well, to come out? Well, 11 Central here. Well, yeah, 11 Central in Chicago, too. Right. But it'll still be 12 Eastern, wherever. True. That's, where, That's true. Depends on where the headquarters is and where they consider their time for their oh, contract. Probably in Connecticut. So, be yeah. so the contract could run out at 11 o'clock here. True. That's they could true. go five minutes over and revealing. Could end the show <laughs> like that. I would say, what what's the possibility or what could be the repercussions if Matt were to come out one hour before he's really able to. What could the actual punishment be towards AEW? I didn't think there would be one. And if it is, it's a minor one. So yeah, I would just a, take the chance. Because it's just, yeah, it's just one hour. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, maybe so, a fine or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, take the fine. I mean, you can't really sue him over, over an hour. <laughs> no. Take, take the fine. Have Matt Hardy come out. Yeah. That would be the best way to end the night tonight. Yeah, yeah. I think. But again, there's a lot of rumors on who it could be. You know, they said Kenny, they've said Hangman, they've said uh said Marty Squirrel. Yeah, Marty Squirrel, which I he, think he's already he's probably the ROH. Yeah, so I think he's the least one that's possible to be the exalted one. So, yeah. Yeah. Came up with Matt, a good one, actually. What was that? You actually came up with a good one. Statlander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we throw out a lot of bullshit when we talk while we are at work. And yeah, Statlander. Statlander. You know, she is she an doesn't alien. Talk. And she doesn't, she doesn't talk. talk. And we all know the Exalted One has hidden their real voice. And we've only seen them in a mask, not really seen their figure. So, yeah, it could be Statlander. I put my money on Statlander. (laughs) (laughs) She is going to beat Nyla, become the women's champion tonight (laughs) for AEW. A true women's champion. Again, starting controversy, whatever. (laughs) 
I'm going to call her a true women's champion. A true woman. A true. Sorry. See, I was trying to. There's a. There's that. I didn't say it. There's that. I said a true women's champion. So I was keeping it under the confines of still controversial, but not controversial enough. And the brain wants to start controversy tonight. we're, We're not transphobic, by the way. No, no. Two thirds of us aren't. We're not gonna single anyone out. We're not gonna single anyone out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yet they all look at me. I didn't look at you. I looked away. Up to this corner. And I'm in that corner. (laughs) First of all, your screen only comes on when you're talking, so (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Statlander, whether it's Hangman, I think whoever's going to be Matt or even Raven, because he was spotted yeah. in the back, I think it has to be either Matt or Raven. Which Raven is not a bad choice, so I would be happy with either one of those two. But with the Twitter interaction that's been going on between Matt and the Matt and them. I think I think it's Matt. I'm putting my money on Matt. Yeah, I'm gonna say Matt as well. So I think we're all going with Matt on that one. And then since we said Statlander, which we all know who loves Statlander in the group, we all like Statlander. <laughs> yeah. But there's one guy. But there's one guy who know, especially loves yes. him. Let me look in that corner again to point to the guy. <laughs> Yeah. What's wrong with Statlander? I, I've already said that there is nothing wrong with Statlander winning right now. Just the alien gimmick. I didn't really catch on to it at first, but I saw the boop in the back between her and Orange Cassidy, and it made me like it even more. If they were to ever do a intergender tag team championship, I want her and Orange Cassidy to be attacked in. So, yeah, yeah, I like her a lot more right now. So, I think it should be a short run for Nyla, and the good move would be to put it on Statlander. But yeah. I don't know if that's what they're going to do tonight. I know they hate, they hate doing short runs. So, I don't know if that's what they're going to do tonight. Yeah, I don't know if anybody else is – Big enough or strong enough to compete with Nyla besides her on their roster currently, besides Awesome Kong. Big Swole. Yeah, I was about to say Big Swole as well, but she needs a bigger push before she's yeah. Yeah. there, which they kind of started on it last week. So I think two or three months down the line, something could get started there, but not quite yet. Not quite yet on that one. So I want to go back to SmackDown for a little bit because Mm -hmm. we're going to go back to one of our favorite guys, Otis. (laughs) (laughs) We all know everybody loves Otis right now. And he, I hope they're going to do good by this because they did say, 
uh, Tucky told Otis that maybe it's time to get over Mandy. And Otis said, yeah, you might be right. It might be time to get over her. It, it's not time. They barely started this. So I don't think it's run its course yet. I hope this is not the end. But it's also confusing because since Mandy and Sonya were backstage while Dolph was out in the ring and they were just watching on the monitor and they said, oh, your man seems happy. So I don't know. It's confusing. They're confusing me with that storyline right now. I think we're all confused about that storyline. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where they're going to go with it, but I hope that isn't the end. I hope it leads to a WrestleMania match, which I think we mentioned they should lead to between Otis and Dolph Ziggler. I hope they do that. And again, Cultaholic, I don't want to call you out. I don't know if you're going to listen to this one or if you even listened this to last week. Second time in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're... We don't want to say it's them, but it might have been them. They mentioned a Mandy on a pole match. And if y'all listened last week, y'all would know that one of us predicted a Mandy on a pole match, which it's ridiculous. It's all for fun. So we know it's not going to happen, but maybe Cultaholic is listening to us and, you know, don't steal our ideas, Cultaholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal our ideas. Don't make us get wrestle talk on you again. Yeah, that was definitely something they barely made it through last time. Y'all don't want that again. I'm friends with them somewhat, a little bit. So Andy's mad at me, but that's fine. Whatever. (laughs) The big guy's on my side, so. I don't know how y'all feel about Daniel Bryan and what they're doing with him. I like it. You because, like it? Yes, because he's he's uh, trying trying to put over the lower card guys. Yeah. I know I loved what they did with Heath Slater because I was a big Heath I'm a big Heath Slater fan. I said that last week. Yeah. But I think he had a match this week against Curtis Axel. Curtis, Curtis, Axel. Curtis Axel, and I don't know if they're trying to bring in too many guys for him to fight from week to week, or is this all leading to him and Gulag? I think so. I think it is. If it leads to him and Gulag, I think that's a good move because Gulag is one of those guys that I've always said, if you have the look, it can work. They can make it work for you. And Heath Slater has the look. Drew Gulag has the look of someone who could be a superstar. I would even say Drew Gulag is kind of like Buddy Murphy or just Murphy now. Murphy Murphy. He's not your buddy. He's not (laughs) your buddy anymore. He's nobody's buddy anymore. He's nobody's buddy anymore. Wait. He's Seth's buddy. So, you know, there's always a chance for them to bring only that Seth name Seth can back. call him buddy. Yeah, only Seth can call him buddy. You know, so I'm going to – I just thought Seth of a calls sign. Him disciple. Yeah, yeah. But 
I just hope they don't try and bring in too many people week to week to where they they made him and Heath Slater have a really good match. I just hope they don't quickly forget about all these guys he's going through to have a good have a good career, make good careers with these people, not just right. forget about them, you know? But yes, if it leads to Drew Gulak, it could be not Mania. I think it's too close to WrestleMania for them to make that match. But knowing WWE, that would be something they do the it'll, week of. It'll be on the pre-show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you're calling Daniel Bryan for the pre-show? No, I'm calling Drew Gulak from the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, but... It would be a no. match against Daniel, so I don't they, think they would. They, they wanted to putting, they'll put the Battle Royals in the pre-show. Yeah, so I could see that being the first or second match yeah. at Mania if they yeah. decide to do it. But I don't think they'll actually announce that match until the week of. Right. As of right now, there's only three actual matches that are scheduled for Mania, but there's about 15 total possible matches. Like it, it was four. It was four matches. Four well, matches okay. now? But that wasn't <laughs> that that wasn't made official official. They just pointed. No. He pointed that he yeah. tipped his hat, so. Which I'll get to that. Oh, that one. Yeah. I was referring one. to last night. Well, I was too. The, at yeah. the segment of SmackDown. Oh, that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. Where he pointed and he looked at him and tipped his hat. Yes. So, like, yes. I accept. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were talking about Taker for a second. But... No, I was talking, talking about the other one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's two possible matches ever since the Saudi show that are probably going to end up at WrestleMania. But a lot of people were down on Undertaker coming in on a match that he wasn't even announced for and winning it. But yeah. it's 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 happened before. Yeah, it's like so, Lesnar winning winning the bank last year. Yeah, it's it's something they've done more as of recent these last couple of years. So it wasn't that shocking to me, and I think Undertaker could have a really good match with AJ. So I'm not mad. I liked it. Originally, Ray wasn't even that sh- <clears throat> match. Originally, yeah. it was Rusev instead of Ray. Right. Yeah. But Ray Ray was there just to get jumped. In the yeah, back. pretty much. Yeah, which <laughs> <laughs> I that probably would be the only part I didn't like of it because why would you take someone like Mysterio, who's a legend, let's face it, and take him to Saudi just to beat him down in a backstage segment? You know, right? I wouldn't have been mad if they were to beat up Andrade in the back and he would have taken Andrade's spot because he's still working his way up even though he's really good. So, yeah, I would have just done it to Andrade instead of someone like Mysterio, you know, actually put Mysterio in the match. That's where I would have gone with that. But Undertaker, AJ would be a good match. And... I just hated that the promo John Cena cut said 
I'm going to let new guys get built. I'm going to let the new guys who have actually fought and earned their spot for mania go to mania. And And not even five minutes later, he's like, all right, Fiend, I'll accept your match. <laughs> you pointed at the sign. I'm going to nod my hat at you. Yeah. Okay, so from now on, if we ever go to an event near up close to WrestleMania season with their door, their sign, we're going to just start pointing at it and see if someone accepts our challenge. Yes, yes, <laughs> we could do that. And I, I know this is only one person, so WWE is not going to suffer, but because of what happened at Super Showdown and Goldberg beating The Fiend, Macaulay Culkin has said he has canceled his plans <laughs> to go to <laughs> WrestleMania. I did hear about that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I know WWE, the, the ticket will get resold. So... They're not worried about one person, but you got to look at who that one person is. We're talking about Macaulay Culkin here. Yeah. Okay. Like Michael Cole's talking about, watch out, Goldberg. You see what they do to old men who invade his house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've heard Macaulay Culkin's been a big fan since forever of WWE. So, yeah. If, you're angering people so much with that one thing you did that even celebrities are starting to say, I'm not going to WrestleMania. And I know a couple of other people have posted up pictures of canceling the network or canceling their flights and not going to Mania for that same reason. So I don't know if John Cena versus The Fiend is enough to keep those people interested since they were expecting him to retain the title and go on to WrestleMania and defend the championship, possibly with Roman Reigns. And I think that would be a good callback since they were building The Fiend as going back and beating the people that he used to have feuds with. Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt was a good feud, so... I think they should have led with that, but who knows? Who knows how that's going to end up? If they wanted this title on Roman, and I think this is a way to get the title on Roman without making the Fiend lose to Roman and pissing everybody off. <laughs> but you already pissed everybody off. Yeah. So the thing there is, which, which one did you want to go with that would catch you less heat? And I think they got more heat with Goldberg beating him since it's a part-timer than if Roman were to beat the Fiend at WrestleMania. At least it's someone who has been there on a week-to-week basis. And I hate to say this, and I know this is probably going to trigger you, but uh, come WrestleMania, if they do let Cena beat the Fiend, that might be the beginning of the end for the Fiend character. I, I, I don't know how I, he would bounce back from that. Yeah, if if he doesn't beat Cena, it would anger me for two different reasons. Reason number one. 
I love The Fiend, and I don't think he can take two pay-per-view losses in a row. Yes. Because Saudi is technically a pay-per-view. Right. So I don't think he can take two losses in a row, so that would anger me a lot. But I think that last little bit that would finish angering me is Cena winning against the former champion would send him to face Roman Reigns. And if he beats Roman Reigns, he is all-time beating Ric Flair's. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want that. Nobody wants that. No. I bet some people do. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm going to put this. I'm going to choose my words here carefully. I don't think I have said one bad word this whole time we've been on. Unlike last you, week. You okay. have. Ah, you fuck did. it. Whatever, fuck you it. There a BS it is. Line. I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a damn anymore. So, there you go. Number two. The two, the people that do think that's a good idea and they want that to happen, sorry, come at me. Y'all are fucking idiots. There. <laughs> Y'all are fucking idiots, and I'm pretty sure y'all rode the short bus. Do you still use your helmet? Keep your helmet on. Cause that's not that's not good. That's fucked if that happens. And yeah, I just think a lot of people would be even more upset because the events to the events from Saudi ultimately lead to. If that happens, him winning and getting the all-time over Ric Flair. And I just think eventually that's something that will eventually happen, but it needs to be someone more deserving, I think. Someone that has actually had a substantial amount of time with the company these last couple of years. But go ahead, Drew. Now that you got that out of your system, <laughs> what do you of. think of the what do you think of the tag team title match at Elimination Chamber they announced last night? The that they put on the only thing I'm good with all the tag teams they put in there, but one one sticks out, and I know you were going to say it. I'm going to beat <laughs> you to it. Lucha House yeah. Party. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Why I'm, his, I'm Hispanic, so I can say their style is kind of like Humberto Carrillo. It's kind of like Angel Garza. All these guys that are coming up right now as well. So I could see that they would put good spots in there. They would have some really good spots in that match, but it, it's, a, it's a waste of a spot. Right. I would throw the revival in there instead of them too. Yeah, I would use the revival or anyone else. You know, I don't know. I would, I wouldn't, even if they think they don't have enough choices as far as tag teams, put someone from Raw in there. I know it's an all SmackDown. You got the B team. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, yeah, throw throw the B team in there, or why not? You know, or throw another tag team together just out of nowhere, like they did with Murphy and Rollins, and now they're the tag champs, like AEW did with Hangman and Omega, and now they're champs, which they're retaining tonight. So, yeah. No, they're going to lose, and the Heyman's going to turn. Never mind. No. No. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. It has to happen. That's not going to happen. It has to happen at the pay-per-view. Y'all can't see me right now because we're doing strictly audio, but I'm holding up my Kenny Omega shirt. So, yeah, that's not going to happen. Nice try, though. Nice try. Which, by the way, eventually you'll be able to see it because we're going to be getting a YouTube channel soon, so. Yes, and since we're talking about a YouTube channel right now, I just quickly want to say to all the 20 listeners from our first podcast, we know it's going to be a slow build. We appreciate every single one of you for listening to us because, you know, we're just, the way I see it, we're just three friends who we're just trying to get by and get out there and make make names for ourselves and it's a start. I'm happy with the 20 person start. Tell everyone you know. Yes. So spread the word and help us out. And we'll help you out by putting out better content in the future. As we grow, we will put out better content. So we just want to thank you for listening to us and giving us a chance. And the only other thing I thank for that happened on SmackDown was Braun getting talked into a handicap match during the contract signing. <laughs> yeah. What, okay. How did that happen? <laughs> I mean, we saw how it happened. He just kind of threw it out there that he could take on all three of them, which I think no, he, he said could. I was, he said, I'm going to have to fight all three of y'all anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I believe he could do it, though. I believe he could win on a three-on-one, especially since Sammy hasn't really had a match for a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. So unless if Sammy's going to have a big part in this match, I could see Braun winning no problem. So, yeah, I don't think that should be an issue, but being a three-on-one, they're definitely going to make it look really, really good. Yeah. And he did win tag tables with Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or who knows? It might in the following weeks since, you know, or I would say a week from now because it's going to happen. I don't know if that would be enough time for someone else to be added to the match. Just so it wouldn't be a three-on-one, you know? Are you saying you want Nicholas to come Show back up. and take some bumps? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How many years has it been? Only two. He's he's still only like 11 <laughs> or t- or maybe 12. 12 by now. I mean, it is Fox and they do want to go more extreme, so Yeah. What what's more extreme than having a 12-year-old out there? Taking a Cesaro uppercut. I was gonna say, what's more extreme? Than, <laughs> what's more extreme than putting a twelve-year-old through a table? Yeah, 
<laughs> See, I just called an uppercut. You 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 just want to bring out the tables and completely just put him through one already. Just throw him an eighteen foot ladder. Yeah. See, <laughs> we're not at that point yet. I think okay, he could no. take a Cesaro uppercut, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're and not he, at the point he, of he, putting he tables could, there. And he could the he table could would sell hurt less. <laughs> and he could sell the uppercut too. Yeah, he could probably sell the uppercut, but yeah. I will say this. Since I think there's a better chance of Nicholas going through that table than Riho, because you know <laughs> she didn't really break that table, but Nicholas probably could. And you know he does have a YouTube channel where he does like toy reviews and stuff yeah. like that. So it's, it, he, it's actually not bad. I've seen a couple of videos of his. He's not bad. He's he's working on getting his name out there as well. So. Yeah. I don't see why WWE wouldn't help him out. You know, people loved it that he won the titles with Braun. So, you know, yeah. I think I think it's good to bring him in somehow to help his former tag team partner. Go uh, go check his YouTube channel out. It's uh, WWE Just Nicholas. Yes, definitely check him out. And well. I don't think there's really much else we can cover tonight. One more thing. Because, all right. I want to talk about Raw. We hadn't talked about Raw at all. That's true. Okay. Al- Alistair getting beat down and then still Ooh. beating Rowan. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and they had looked- a perfect opportunity for him to take his first loss, but he still, they still didn't do it. They still let him stay undefeated in a sing- yeah. singles matches. Yeah. And do you know why he's still undefeated? Because that show was in the States. Thank you, Saudi Arabia. Yes, I'm still sad. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, I, I'm going to bring up another point. Actually, it was in Canada, wasn't it? No. It was, was that it, Canada? Yeah, yeah it, yes, was, it yeah. was. It was. Winnipeg. So it was not in the States. It was Winnipeg. Yeah. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> it's it's right there. It was North America. But since you brought up yes. Saudi Arabia, that brings up another point. Uh, going back to the Universal Championship, the Fiend won and lost the title in Saudi Arabia. Yes, he did. So yeah. He won it around Jewel. Yeah. I'm still not happy. But, you know, whatever. I thought we were going to talk about Raw. And we somehow ended up going back to the Saudi Arabia show. You did it. Not me. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so. I love the uh, contract signing for the Women's Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Shayna trying to be the shield coming through the crowd. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The one part that I really <clears throat> liked. <laughs> Was Oscar getting in Shayna's face, and she's like, "Bite me!" Yes, <laughs> I like that line. Yes. Yeah, that like, that is like like everything she was saying. She was shouting in Japanese, but that came out yeah. clear clear as day. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is you put out some really good Japanese talk, which we don't know what you're saying at all, and whatever words you do say in English, we kind of half understand them. Yeah. 
But it's like they had her, they came up to her a month ago, and it's like they said, we need you to work on these two words. <laughs> Bite me. <laughs> put, on, put on your best Simpsons impression. <laughs> and just say, bite me really good to Shayna. Yeah, it was a really good line. And Liv Morgan jumping across the table. Diving <laughs> over the table at Ruby. <laughs> yes. That looked in heels, by the way. She was in heels, I yes. think. Which is what some people are saying is like, I can barely walk in heels. That's what some of the ladies I know have been saying on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, the ladies on Twitter have been saying, I can barely walk in heels and twist the ankle, maybe. And she's over there running and jumping across the table to attack her ex-best friend. Yeah. I think those are the two big things I like the most. From that contract signing. You didn't like Becky coming out? Yeah, but that was after the contract signing. I was talking about oh. the actual contract <laughs> signing. I know we're getting okay. technical here. <laughs> yeah, you were going to say something? Uh, oh, and, oh, sorry. Just Sarah Port, uh, trying to get between Ruby and Liv. Sarah trying to get between Luby and Liv and separating them. Like she wants to be a peacekeeper of the bunch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's too late for that. Yeah, it's too late to try and keep that group together. We know it's not going to happen. Yeah, Sarah Logan, I know you're in the match, but that group is done. Don't try and put it back together. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Uh, you had were talking about Andrade earlier. One of the rumor matches for WrestleMania, and which one I, I would I would love to see is a fatal four way ladder match for the U.S. title with uh, Andrade versus uh, Ray, Angel Garza, and Umberto. Yeah, yeah. I think that match, if they were to do it at Mania could get as as long as mania it's going to be it's going to hate me that I say this but that could be an hour long match it could be in a new japan world yeah so since it's not a new japan world this is a wwe world 40 minutes yeah. i think is what that would probably go 30 at the least 30 at least i think there's too many people involved that are on the rise that they need to establish themselves a little more. Yeah. So they wouldn't just get 30 minutes. They would do easily 40. So. And you got the veteran Ray in there that, that, that will take the bumps. Oh yeah. He'll take the bumps carefully though, because he has yeah. been injured a lot more. So take the bumps carefully, but I think Angel and Umberto can take a lot of bumps too. Yeah. And I would think they would make Umberto look a little bit better than Angel because Angel's, I don't think he's going to stay on the main roster now that Andrade is back. Yeah, I think after after Mania, he's, he's probably going to go back to NXT. Yeah. But, you know, Zelina, Zelina I, might be creating a stable. 
<clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they could a little bit further down the line. I think Angel is still a little new to NXT to be moved up. So, yeah, I think he needs to go back for a little while longer and, yeah, just keep on improving. I don't think – I don't know how much more he could actually improve because he's, three and he's impressed me. Yeah. He's 3-0 and against Carrillo. Yeah, but I, I think that's not going to be – how it ends, I think Carrillo's going to eventually beat him. So I think they'll be like, oh, you still have that one loss. So we just need to send you back. And the other thing about Monday night, that referee at the end. <laughs> <laughs> With yes. a pass count on KO. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't even a one count. No. It was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I looked down for a second and yeah, the match over. was over. Yeah. Yeah. So we so And then Kevin rips off the shirt. He's wearing a Seth Messiah yeah. shirt. Yeah, he's wearing that Seth Messiah shirt, which I called earlier in the night something completely different. So I definitely wasn't expecting that a referee would be on Seth's side, but it it makes it unpredictable. It was already good what Seth was doing, but this definitely makes it a lot more unpredictable. So, yeah. I just think it's a nice build. And I I I want to see what they do with it. See how far they go. Yeah, with the and I think Messiah that angle. Yeah, I think they're going to end up getting that ref to eventually, not right at first, not next week or anything like that, but eventually join Seth's team because he already took a stunner and he took a power bomb through a table. Yeah, because they were saying that they, that was a re- re- referee from Evolve, but I think that was a wrestler from Evolve. Yeah, I think someone, they didn't have it. Someone that knows I, how to take bumps. Yeah, so I think eventually Seth is going to tell him, go up to him and tell him, look, I didn't know how to feel about it at first, but you did take a stunner. And you were put through a table all for helping us. So come on, you can be with us. We'll look after you. And they could even like train them and do montages of, you know, teaching them the road. A training montage like Rocky. (laughs) Yeah, a training montage. Run up steps. (laughs) Yeah. That's his assess modern day Nick Patrick. Yeah. So I wouldn't put it past them. I think if it's done the right way, I think it could put him over and eventually, you know, be a decent wrestler if that's what they want to do with him, seeing as he's done it before. But we're at about a little bit over an hour before Revolution. So I think 
this is a good place. Uh, any last predictions for Revolution before we get prepared to watch it here? Page turns on him. There's <laughs> still going on the page turn. Page right. turn. Yeah. Page turn. I, I, just, I just think it's going to be a, a really good show. The thing, the difference between AEW pay-per-views and WWE pay-per-views, I mean, obviously, uh, AEW only does four shows a year, which is what WWE did up until the the mid nineties, uh, but it, it gives them time to build on stories, and so far each pay per view has been better than the one before. Yeah, and tonight with Orange Cassidy having his first match, technically, and Hager the question, having his first match. Yeah, Hager having his first match against Dustin. Uh, the question of the exalted one, all that rumors there we already talked about. MJF versus yeah. Cody. Yeah, MJF versus Cody. There's not one bad match. No. This card. So, yeah, I think we're just ready to take our time this hour before the show and get ready to watch it. So, thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Goodbye.